Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Welcome to Bravo Happy Hour. I'm your host, Megan O'Donnell. Grab yourself a drink and join me while I break down the week in Bravo TV news. Welcome to Bravo Happy Hour. I'm your host, Megan O'Donnell, and today's episode is a solo episode. We have a lot to talk about, so I have to just jump right into things. First and foremost, we had a crazy wedding weekend this week. Everybody, I guess, is partying and traveling except me. I was saying a couple weeks ago, I don't understand. I guess if you're rich, you can travel and go to parties that include a cute 250 people. But if you're normal and have like basic Aetna health insurance, then you need to just keep staying at home. I definitely felt a little bit of FOMO at both Cynthia Bailey and Kelly Dodd's wedding this past weekend. But let's start at Cynthia's wedding. First, we reported last week that there was a stripper at her bachelorette party who supposedly hooked up with one of the ladies. The stripper has spoken. I do want to say he is not a stripper. He is the stripper, as he wrote in his Instagram post. His name is Michael Bolware. B-O-L-W-A-I-R-E. Bolware, aka Bolo the Entertainer. No, this is not ridiculous from Atlanta's past where he, I guess like didn't have a bit like this bottom ribs because he could suck his own dick, but that is not him. And also starting a show off on a very R-rated note, put your kids in another room or put on headphones for this episode. (laughs) So Michael ended up going onto Instagram saying, I built an empire. (laughs) I built an entire brand on professionalism and that doesn't stop here. The rumors and allegations going around right now are straight bullshit. Though I'm flattered to be in the same conversation with these beautiful women, nothing happened. He also said, thanks so much for all your support. And then he said, quote, I don't need any unnecessarily mileage on my dick. Nobody wants to know the mileage. And honestly, I feel like the car would be running pretty slowly if anybody knew how many miles were actually on that dick. But we will actually get there when we come to Bethany's feelings on the WAP. So we won't go into sex shaming just yet. 
So now that we know this, Tanya Sam, the professional friend who I actually really like, give her the give the girl a peach, said that she was not a part of the hookup. And rumors now said that Portia was definitely a part of it. So <laughs> regardless of what happened, everybody a part of this was very attractive. The stripper did have an interesting body type. I think a lot of men like try to get like really big shoulders, but then their waist ends up being so thin because I guess they're doing a lot of cardio and might not have had like a stockier build. And so when they get these big muscles from working out and drinking protein shakes, they like look a little bit disproportionate. And so that's kind of the vibe I'm getting, not saying I wouldn't put extra miles on that D, but still not my stripper of choice. Fast forward to the beautiful wedding in Los Angeles this past weekend, 250 people were there and it was all COVID safe with temperature checks, masks, sanitizer stations, that, that, that. Again, like reminder, just because you have a temperature check and you don't have a fever doesn't mean you're not carrying the virus, but I digress. So Kenya was there, Eva was there, Candy was there, Portia, Marlo, Sheree were all there. We had Gabby Sidibe was there and a lot of other rogue celebs. Steve Harvey was there and officiated the wedding because he actually introduced them, which I forgot about, but the two of them got a section in the mini vows section of the New York Times, which is major, and their wedding was written up, which was really beautiful. And it reminded me that the two of them met on the Steve Harvey show and they were like paired up to date, but I guess Mike couldn't stay after because he had a work interview and they met a month later, they ended up getting coffee. And then Cynthia, I guess, wasn't super into it. Slowly, he started to grow on her. In the article, they actually told an anecdote about how Cynthia ghosted on him before a date that they had planned together. So he shows up, wasn't there. And then she eventually contacts him and tells him that she was getting a non-cancerous tumor removed from her back, which is why her phone was off and why she couldn't contact him. But really interesting. I definitely didn't know that she had this tumor. So thank God that that was safe and all taken care of. We saw him propose at the Bailey wine cellar, which I wonder if that place is still open and are they selling anything other than like a Robert Mondavi (laughs) or like, what is it? Um, What's the kangaroo brand? This is the hard part about not having a guest. I can't have anybody spitball like cheap wine. I always talk about Carlo Rossi, but that's just because I'm Italian. So it, it runs in the um, poor Italian bloodstream like no other so their wedding seemed really beautiful nini was not there and reportedly wanted 125,000 to attend because the event was being filmed which is unfortunate and honestly really not surprising i don't know i get that she wasn't on the show and she probably would have had to sign a release just to be there because cameras were filming the entire event and i have a feeling that they made everybody sign a release as you walk into the event i don't know if like people have been to like a random press event or if you've been to like a fashion show or something Whenever you go in, you'll see a sign being like, this is being filmed and anything filmed here can be used and sold. So that was probably like the situation at Cynthia's wedding because for some people to not have releases and others do have releases, it's just too much work in post-production for everybody to have to be monitoring who needs to get blurred out in the back end. Unfortunate Nini wasn't there, but the other ladies were and all looked beautiful. I will say Cynthia is not really known for her fashions. Her wedding dresses were definitely dresses. They were white, um, sparkly. What else can I say? Not necessarily my taste, but who am I to say anything about someone's dream wedding dresses? I will say I did like these a little bit more than the silver ball gown she wore with her marriage to Peter. 
But I did have my friend Angelica come on the show and she stood by that dress like no other. So as I was looking at it to get prepped for this episode, I did I did see the allure in that dress, but I wish it had been white rather than silver. And these ones just, it honestly is Giovanni adjacent. And I'm not just saying that to be Bravo relevant, but it definitely, it definitely isn't my favorite. You know, I am a classic wedding dress lover. I used to work at Amsala. I used to work with Austin Scarlett. So I love wedding. I love like couture wedding gowns actually more than like most people, but there is just, I'm just not crazy about it. But besides the point, she looked beautiful. The two of them looked very happy and I'm super happy for them. And the two of them went and voted early in Georgia this past week. So, hey, vote. Ever heard of it? Speaking of Bravo wedding dresses, Lisa Rinna's wedding dress to Lisa Rinna's wedding dress is my dream wedding dress. I will post a picture on the Bravo Happy Hour Instagram. So go and see that. I have big boobs. So I don't know if I could rock that dress without like looking a little bit like a hooker, but I might try to do that when I get married one day because her dress is so simple, so beautiful. And her and Harry just look so gorgeous. I'm like staring at a photo of them in my outline right now. And I'm just like slobbering. He's also like holding a bottle of Dom Perignon and they just look really attractive and really happy. So take a page out of Rina's book, you guys. <laughs> Moving on to the other wedding that happened this week. Kelly Dodd from the Royal Housewives of Orange County got married to Rick Leventhal in Napa Valley this past weekend. So everybody knows that Kelly is pretty much on the outs with all Bravo fans right now. The two of them got married at a really intimate vineyard in Napa, very classic and not done before. No one's ever done that before. And I will say Kelly did look beautiful. She wore a black dress, which I guess is like a new thing in weddings, especially if it's like not your first wedding, which what doesn't a white dress signify you're a virgin and like who's really a virgin by the time they get married at this point. Of course, some people are, but I think more so than not, you might not be a virgin. So I like the going the black route. I think we probably will get some sort of wedding dress shopping montage in this upcoming in this upcoming season of Real Housewives of Orange County. But I really did like the dress and I thought she looked really, really good. She's also one of those people who is at the med spa every single day getting something done. She always is having like goop and like lasers on her chest. Like, I don't know like what that cream is that you get when you have um when you're getting an ultrasound but I, I feel like she's always covered in that kind of stuff um with lasers being put on her face and chest and everywhere but she looks really good rick also wore all black and i swear to you he looked like a bus boy at the way <laughs> at the wedding whatever good for them i'm glad they found each other so kelly actually was feeling unwell after the wedding obviously like i don't want anybody to like get sick with like an infectious disease like you don't know what'll happen to someone. However, that would have been like the ultimate I told you so from everybody who watches the show who like vehemently hates her. So that would have definitely been interesting, but she definitely would have pulled a Trump and been like, don't worry, two days later, I'm completely fine. I'm only on like a high dose of steroids. So of course I feel amazing. <laughs> I will say not surprised that the New York Times didn't write up Kelly's wedding. Definitely, definitely not times worthy. Season 15 of OC came back this week. A lot of people aren't watching and I completely understand, but I will say if you've ever watched the trajectory of dipshits on Bravo, 
they generally have a poor season, whether it's Brandy making comments about Joyce not being able to swim. She gets the boot. Kim, the other a couple seasons ago on Atlanta, saying that racism isn't real and racism is only real because of social media, which like, honey, you live in Atlanta, Georgia. Open your fucking eyes. She got the boot after that. You know, Leanne saying all that Mexican stuff about Carrie Brittingham on Dallas. She got the boot. I think we all just need to be patient. I believe that Kelly will get the boot after this season. And I believe that her behavior will warrant that. So I'm going to watch because it's fun. It's what I do on this show. And honestly, I wasn't really turned off by the first episode. It was nice to see Gina with her new man, Travis. She seems like very happy. She's got the love chub and I support that wholeheartedly. I like him and I like them together. And I like that they didn't move into some mega mansion with fake marble and fake wood just to put on a show for the viewers and to make her life seem a lot more glamorous than it is. I appreciate that they live in a reasonable condo for a pretty large family, very Brady Bunch vibe family. I'm going to say my Shannon too, but besides the point. And I'm just happy. She looks happy. And I'm glad that he is supporting her through all of this Matt drama as well. And like I mentioned a couple weeks ago, the fact that Matt is showing up on this show is so deplorable. You know, of course he got fired from his job. So he's like, oh, nice. No, I don't have a contractual obligation as to why I can't be on the show. So yeah, sure. I'll come on. And like I said, women are crazy. Women are going to slide so deep into his DMs and he is going to get some like insta thought very quickly in his life to replace Gina, which is unfortunate, but I'm glad she seems to have stable relationship and good for her. We have Emily and Shane who again are just like sad, creepy siblings. Like they give me no chemistry. Her like waiting with her lips, like Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. For him to kiss them and he, like, didn't get it, it just was brutal. And then the editors are so shady. They know she has body image issues, and yet they always, like, choose to include the scene where she's like, can I have some bread? And I will question that bread order because they ordered, what, like, filet mignon or like a steak au poivre or something with french fries and I'm like where is the bread coming in isn't the french fry like the carb in the meal but I don't know maybe there was like a a dipping sauce we didn't see but I will I will question that bread as well I eat bread so I'm not shaming bread eating in general of course I eat bread but I will I will question that bread consumption (laughs) We have Bronwyn being a drunk, which is a new storyline. Last year, we saw a little bit of that, I think, at that lactation party, which, like, a lactation party was probably something she thought about when she was drinking. I mean, good for her for being able to address that she has, that she's an alcoholic and she's being really forthright about it. And it seems like the other ladies knew that drinking was an issue for her. 
but may not have known to what extent when she explained that she was in Miami for Rick's birthday and was drunk for four days straight. That kind of was like the, the bell going off saying she needs to make a change. So, you know what? Good. I think better late than never. And she is a mother of seven. She has a lot of responsibilities. She's on a show. She's an activist. She's doing a lot. And so I'm happy for her and I'm glad she's going through this publicly, which is, you know, very difficult. I think we saw, we saw Leah on Roni going through like the post sober drinking phase. And now she's back in her sobriety because I think for some people, you just can't stop drinking and, and you get to a point where you're out of control and, you know, maybe you're hurting your family, hurting your spouse, whatever, and hurting yourself. So, you know, I, I'm happy for her and I'm, I'm hoping the ladies can band together and kind of be there for her in a positive way. We see Shannon and her new boyfriend and they're like perfect family, hunky dory. Everything is perfect. So I'm glad David was such a piece of shit to her. So I'm happy she has a new house. I'm happy Archie is still in the picture. The guy seems to really love her. So good for her. Her daughters seem happy and they're going to college. Seems like all good things are happening there. Shannon was not at the wedding or the bachelorette party for Kelly. Actually, none of the other co-stars were at the wedding, which I don't know if that was because of them having a really limited guest list because of COVID stuff or whatever the reason was. But it was definitely, but it's, it. But Kelly posted on Instagram that Shannon ended up sending all of this like Dr. Moon naturopathic medicines, whatnot, like take a page out of (laughs) Yolanda Foster's uh, medicine cabinet. It's it's clear that they're still friends, whether she went to the party or not. But Shannon also did test positive for COVID a couple months ago. So probably makes sense to just like lay low if you're going to be at a big party and traveling on a plane and whatnot. So Shannon's also dealing with being at the solo Amiga without Tamara and Vicky on this show. And honestly, I will say I miss the frantic energy of Vicky on the show. I, I really didn't think I would say that, but I'm I'm saying it, you guys. I'm saying it. But you know what? I, I'm I'm optimistic about the season. I think it'll definitely be interesting to just watch how COVID is shown on television. Granted, it's not like I really necessarily like want to see the living hell that I've been living through through the lens of these fucking idiots, but it's still interesting and, and it's something to watch and I'm desperate for content. So whatever, sue me if because I'm watching. I don't care if I'm watching and I'm not woke then fuck that. I don't. What about Ramona All Lives Matter singer? And we all still fucking kiki over Roni. So Anyways, what else? What else? What else? Oh, one thing I did want to say. Andy, I guess, sent Vicky flowers for the premiere night. And the first picture on the Instagram thing, like, was this card that looked like a third, like a seventh grade boy wrote it with this like funny handwriting, being like, Vicky, you will always be the OG of the OC. There will never be an OC without you. And the flower bouquet was so messy. I've never seen a professional bouquet look so unprofessionally done. And I think they probably called up the local shop and they were like, um, what's the cheapest thing you have um, that you can get to them really quickly? Yeah, no more than $100. Yeah, that that should work. Um, yeah, I know. Don't even type out the card. Just just write, handwrite it. Handwrite it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's totally fine. This is not a big deal. So they, um, she posted that and obviously Tamara didn't get one. And she was like, um, ouchie at Andy Cohen. How dare you? (laughs) 
I also did see Tamara hanging out with Heather from Selling Sunset and then like suggested in the comments on the Instagram post saying she might be on a real estate show that she's going to potentially be on a real estate show that's in the works and can you imagine Tamara Judge joining Selling Sunset there is nothing less like glamorous and fun than Tamara Judge like at her gym or like dealing with Eddie's health issues or whatever like no absolutely not Tamara your ship has sailed in that department (laughs) wow I can't believe I had to just talk about OC for so long that felt kind of like a chore moving on we have absolutely devastating news coming out of Dallas Brandy Redmond's mother-in-law Jill Marie Redmond was recently in a car accident and was in the car with Brandy and Brian's nine-year-old daughter Brinkley and the mom ended up passing away and Brinkley the nine-year-old ended up surviving the accident it's unclear if she sustained any injuries at this point but I mean emotional injuries (laughs) those are confirmed confirmed happening I can't even imagine how devastating this is for the family. It looks like this mother was so young and had three daughters in addition to Brian. And it just, it's like incredibly heartbreaking. I mean, there's nothing really to say other than that I feel for their family. And I hope Brinkley is able to understand what happened, even though it's like pretty like incomprehensible for a kid to understand what happened I as an adult like don't think I could handle it so I just hope their family is doing okay and that Brandy is holding together I know like after her whole you know like rogue Asian video debacle she had to like go to like a rehab center and work through some of the issues that she was having because she was having like really horrible anxiety and stress so hopefully um nothing really, you know, serious happens to her and she's able to kind of hold it together for her family, but I I just feel terrible for them. We don't really know much about this upcoming season just yet. We know that they took a trip to Oklahoma and Carrie Birdingham said that they'll probably be coming back in the beginning of January, which, hey, I'll take it. I'll take it. Again, I just want content. Salt Lake City will be here, what, in two weeks, three weeks? I can't keep up with dates. But that'll come soon enough because I think the weeks are coming or the weeks are going so fast lately. It's terrifying. I feel like the calendar is just like, can we please get to 2021? Can we just end this, please? Moving on to other uh, sad for some news. Bethany Frankel and her boyfriend, Paul Burnin, have called it quits after dating for about two years at this point. So that's all we really know. She hasn't really said anything publicly about it, but her but sources have said that they broke up a couple weeks ago so that sucks I definitely thought she was pretty happy in this relationship I mean she's again still married which we found out on watch what happens live a few weeks ago and is still in this gnarly custody battle and so you know maybe Paul's not um you know down for this but who knows what happened behind the scenes between the two of them. But I mean, I will say Bethany on Watch What Happens Live was so infuriating. If you guys don't watch Watch What Happens Live, you can watch the podcast version, which is what I do. Not watch, listen to the podcast version. And it's usually like, you know, 22 minutes, 23 minutes. And then it has the after show. Sorry if like you hear me like sounding different. My allergies are like killing me. My nose like will not stop itching. 
I know you guys like love that sound. She was just so frustrating. She wouldn't let Andy get a word in and she like keeps making herself laugh. Like I think she must be going insane a little bit because everything she was saying was like cracking her up till no end and was just screaming over him. And he's just like, honey, like you're not even on the show. You're on here to promote your podcast, which speaking of, she went on her podcast this week and started trashing the song WAP by Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion, basically saying that like, women who talk about their sexuality openly are slutty and trashy and like this is coming from someone who had sex on a waterbed like it was really frustrating to hear her talk about this show saying like oh you know cardi b's talking about her tiny garage you know it can't be that tiny considering all the things she writes about and how can people want this for their daughters and all this shit and you know what these women aren't looking to be uh, like idols for your 10 year old child. They're singing to women who are having consensual sex and who want to have sexual liberation and not have to feel so afraid in their skin. You know, I don't really think that they like are trying to like reclaim the word whore or slut or whatever they said, but I just think they're trying to like reinforce that women are sexual beings. Women can feel things and women can also be raunchy. Like, I don't know about y'all, but like, I don't speak the way I, like if I'm talking about something sexual with my partner, it's a lot different than when I'm talking with my girlfriends and my mother and my cousins. Like you don't go into that kind of depth with your friends. You say things like that to your partner because they enjoy you sexually. They want to hear what you like. They want to hear how your body works and if you have a WAP or not, you know? And so like, she's making it seem like, it's so bad and raunchy and crazy that these women are speaking these things and are trashy. Like, get over it. Who cares what they're talking about? Like, you don't have to denounce these women on your show to, like, make yourself feel better. Like, I don't know. Like, she also must have, like, freaked out when she saw Leah and Tinsley's video of them doing the dance and, you know, had, like, an epic meltdown, which, you know, I don't know. Bethany's, like, so transparent that, like, that could have probably, like, triggered her to get to the point where she started having to say these things like, but what about my daughter? You know, what if my daughter hears this? Well, you know what? The same way you shield your child from, I don't know, talking about like famine, death, potentially, you know, genocide. There are things that you protect your children from as they're growing up just to keep them children. When I was a kid, I couldn't listen to whatever I wanted. Of course, if it comes on the radio, then you have to deal with it when that happens. But, you know, just listen to the radio edit that just says wet and gushy instead of wet ass pussy, which like wet and gushy to me is worse. Like I know people hate the word, sorry for saying it, moist, but that word doesn't bother me, but gushy does. Like, I think it's disgusting. And when I heard the radio edit, I was disgusted, but I don't know. I don't know. I just like, don't think like it, I don't think her going on like an 11 minute rant about how like inappropriate and trashy these things are and how like she doesn't want men to say these things. So why should women say these things? It's like these women can say whatever they want. The same way she has consistently said whatever she has wanted. Bethany, you know what? Your daughter will watch the show eventually and hear you say some heinous things to her, your quote unquote friends. So you know what? Because they write these songs and are a little bit edgy with the kind of lyrics that they write doesn't mean that they're, you know, trashy or bad mothers or this. Like, Megan Thee Stallion's in school right now. Hello? Like, she's getting a degree. Cardi B is 
mega famous and has been on shows and now is a mega star. Also, like, this is a side note, but Megan Thee Stallion was shot a couple months ago. Like, let's not forget that everybody forgot about that. You always say, like, elevate Black women, elevate Black women. What about this Black woman who was shot? If this was fucking Selena Gomez who got shot, trust and believe, like, we would be having vigils for, like, her and she wouldn't even, isn't even dead. Like, it's just crazy to me that everybody can, like, gloss over that. Like, she created Hot Girl Summer. She created Savage. She was on the fucking Savage remix with goddamn Beyonce. She's on this song with, what's her name? With Cardi B. Like, Megan Thee Stallion's major and everybody is just like, oh, she was shot? I totally forgot. Only because, you know, E! News only wrote about it one time. The most minor thing happens to anybody. E! News will write 15 articles about it, you know? So... Don't forget Megan Thee Stallion. And also her songs are amazing. Every single one of them is like incredibly raunchy. And the fact that her name is my name, well, my name is, I don't know who's older, but she was named after me. (laughs) She always like talks about her name in the raunchy song. So I love it. I'm like, this is me singing this raunchy song about my body. And then I like look at a video of her dancing and I'm like, if only my body could move like that then I might too be dancing to the WAP song and I don't know maybe be having more fun I don't know (laughs) I don't know (laughs) good for you guys for singing that song who the fuck cares what people think of you Bethany Frankel thinks you're crass or trashy then fuck that unless you're a skinny ass pussy she wants nothing to do with you (laughs) also Bethany Frankel watch who you're messing with coming for little stormy webster a couple weeks ago making fun making a comment about her twelve thousand dollar hermes hermes backpack is she kidding of course like kylie buying her you know like five-year-old kid a twelve thousand dollar backpack is outrageous but it's kylie fucking jenner she's a kajillionaire what do you think her kid's gonna go to kmart and get a jansport like the rest of us no (laughs) it's like of course, her kid is going to have a $12,000 Hermes backpack that other people would have to be on waiting lists for. I believe it was ostrich, which is one of the most expensive fabrics of Hermes bags. So good for Kylie. And Stormy is the most amazing kid. I don't know if you guys have seen the video. It was like a video phase where they were putting pieces of candy in a bowl, a bowl of candy in front of a kid and saying, if you can't touch it until mommy comes back. And then the parents would like, put a camera there and they'd watch the kid try to take it and she is the sweetest little angel doesn't touch any of the candy which shocking I as a 27 year old adult would 100% have taken a piece of candy like regardless of someone telling me I was gonna get in trouble but she then does this little song at the end where she's like patience patience and like sings a song about patience I just love it I love it. I love her so much. And yeah, okay. I understand Bethany being like, um, you're flaunting your aggressive wealth during a pandemic and the greatest unemployment crisis in our lifetime. Like, oh, that's a choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? Like, you can't expect anything from these fucking idiots. You can't expect anything from the Kardashian Jenners. Like, they have so much money. They're completely disconnected from the world. Of course, Kim is like doing so much with like going to law school and like doing that whole thing. Like, great. Love that for you. But it doesn't mean they're ever going to be like in touch with the real realities of the common person. Like, that ship has sailed. (laughs) That I love Stormy Webster and Stormy for President. 
what else? What else? What else? We have some updates coming out of New Jersey. Obviously, you guys know I love Joe Dice. Yes, I love a fat felon. And he recently told Wendy Williams that he is dating a lawyer out in Italy, which I love that. Like, go to the source. Like, sleep with the source. If you ever need, like, a legal aid, he's just got to date one. And I remember Gia at one point was saying she was going to become a lawyer, but I wonder if that ever happened. I need to reach out to Rutgers and find out what her class schedule is for this fall just so I can I can make sure she's still on the pre-law track but I was really happy about that Teresa's daughter Gabriella had her 16th birthday party last weekend or the weekend before and looked so beautiful it's so wild to watch these young girls grow into beautiful women you know they all kind of have awkward phases as every single one of us does but I feel like Teresa's kids like wake up overnight and are just like beautiful adults and Gabriella looked so beautiful. I did see like kids drinking White Claws at that party, which come on, like people were having like such a conniption over it. But I remember going to a party when I was in high school and my friend's mom gave us Four Loco. And if you guys don't remember what Four Loco is, it's basically gasoline with like Everclear in it. And I obviously was like 112 pounds and drank a ton of them and then started vomiting everywhere. And her mom told her that she thinks I'm bulimic. And I'm like, no, you dumb fuck. You just gave like a 16 year old like lighter fluid to drink. Like, no, I'm not bulimic. And thank God I'm not bulimic. But Jesus Christ, dumbass. <sighs> I also came across Chris Manzo having a new girlfriend. Her name is Cassandra Cortez. She's very cute. They live together. I'm devastated. Devastated by this news. And not surprised. I knew they, he was dating someone because I remember hearing Caroline say something about it, but I'm happy for them. And hopefully it lasts, even though, you know what? It's like, I say I want to date Chris Manzo, but he's such a fucking mama's boy. And that's not saying I don't like men who like their mothers because I think that's important and a sign of a guy who would hopefully respect me one day, but he's too much of a mama's boy. Like there's something crazy creepy about it. I'm going to do a Mommy Dearest episode about the Manzos and Caroline. They are mob related, so I definitely don't want to get whacked because of it. I just won't tag them, but I might I might do something along those lines. <laughs> we also have one other random tidbit. I got to get off the fucking internet, you guys. Danielle Staub's podcast, like I guess evidently is like my new favorite thing. I will say her podcast is so funny because she, I listened to the one with, I listened to her episode with Dave Quinn, who writes for People Magazine, and I really like him. And what I find funny about a lot of these podcasts is that she has guests come on and they basically interview her. Like, I have a feeling she sends them questions to ask her. Whereas, like, most of the time, a guest will come onto a podcast and you send them questions about themselves so that they're comfortable to come on and, and answer them. But I feel like she does it the other way around. And at one point, she said she was once dating Prince and Apollonia at the same time. And I was just triggered by that. And I thought that was pretty cool. And I, I want to share with the with the fans. And I also wonder, like, how that ended. Because... We never know. And I also want her to do an episode of her show to go through all the 21 men she's been engaged to. Like, please go through a very detailed timeline for us. Because again, as someone who has never been engaged before, I need to know what she's doing. Of course, I always say she leads with anal, which like is a huge thing, I guess, for men. But other than leading with anal, what is she doing? She's an amateur cook, which also a huge thing men like. I'm actually talking myself into marrying Danielle. She is crazy. And I came across these 
psychotic audio recordings that I was gonna place on this episode but then I'm like do I need to be doing this like this is really gnarly but if you type in Danielle Staub Navy Seal quotes you will find her saying the n-word making horrible comments about Mexican people screaming about this man's family it's disgusting they're all on YouTube so listen to that at your own on your own time but it's really fucked up I was listening to it last night while prepping for this episode was just like completely disgusted (laughs) also not surprised but still disgusted so we are going to end the show on some fun potomac news not fight related i know i know but i'm also kind of glad we're like over the fight on the show like let's move through it let's see something else i'm ready for something else i don't want to see grown women fight constantly so katie ross who is on the show for the first few seasons recently was celebrating I think like National Bisexual Day or whatever holiday it was which like come on fake holidays are we really doing this still like National Chocolate Chip Cookie Day like who thinks of these stupid things well I guess you know what I answered my own question I've been doing that a lot today Stassi paid like 20 grand for National OOTD Day I wonder what day that is and if we're going to be celebrating it this year National OOTD Day June 30th. Oh, she must have been so sad this year that she couldn't celebrate. <laughs> Sucker. <laughs> that really sucks. She spent $20,000 and her dumbass ruined her own holiday because she was too scared to post anything. Ugh, what a pansy. So Katie Ross is openly bisexual and has been on the show. She recently opened up on an Instagram post that has now been deleted, as that usually does when something breaks news. He said, I was going to bite my tongue, but as a bisexual woman who has had sexual relationships, who had a sexual relationship with a cast member when I was on the show, it's only my business and hers. Da, da, da. We have a friendship that will last beyond this haterade. I am proud of that and of the love that we made. <laughs> Holy God. <laughs> Think it's evil to shame us for what we have and what we had. And then... She deleted the post and then said it was not my intention to spill tea. I came out a long time ago and wanted to bring dignity to that. I'm not the only, I'm not the one who started this gossip extravaganza. After all, I am not on Real Housewives of Potomac. My sexual relationship with that person is private and I would never out someone who isn't ready. Neither should bloggers, so stop. Okay, I like when people are like, um, this is completely private and I can't believe people are actually asking me questions about this. It's like, you made a post? about it like you could have made a post being like I'm proud and bisexual also like DL let's not forget bisexual people are oftentimes like the most disrespected people in terms of all sexuality because if a man is bisexual a woman will look at him and just being bi is the gateway to being gay or it's like no it's not the case you could actually like hooking up with both people and be with a woman and vice versa for women whereas I mean we see it on you know Vanderpump Rules and Beverly Hills where it's like yeah but like if my wife hooks up with a woman it's not cheating it's two girls having fun on a sleepover isn't that what you've been doing since middle school that's my straight man accent um clearly I don't talk to many but <laughs> maybe that will change so okay who are her options Sharice, Robin, the Grand Dame, Jizzy, and Ashley I think it's a quick, easy jump to Ashley because Ashley is openly bisexual as well. But just because I love 
a good story. I wish it were Giselle. Just because Giselle always called her crazy and it would be kind of hot to see if they have actually hooked up. And now that I'm thinking about it, I wonder how many other franchises have had people hook up. I have a feeling Roni has definitely had some hookups just because Sonia is a horn dog. Even like Sonia and Leah having the conversation at the reunion about the tattoos where Sonia was like, Leah was like, I was like really upset about you making those comments about my tattoos because I like thought we really had something. Like you're not sexually attracted to me because my tattoos like truly hurt me to my core. (laughs) I'm like, wait, 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 this was a genuine thing. You guys were gonna hook up and like there was like no joking that there was no levity in her tone she like genuinely was upset about it I'm like damn okay I fuck with that good for them but no I don't think she hooked up with Giselle I don't give a fuck who she hooked up with but I oh I just always love the yes I hooked up with someone on the cast we made love we made love all night long all season long (laughs) but no I'm not gonna tell you who it is and why would you even ask that's completely private she was probably just bored that like the fight was going on there's all this drama and all these things she's probably still butthurt that Monique came in and kind of took her role in the show and so who knows what happens there but get a girl Katie's hot she posted like all of these now I'm like am I bisexual um Katie posted all of these photos of like herself like very naked and I guess Sharice ended up texting her being like um you do know you're in like a custody battle like maybe you shouldn't be posting like um like naked things like just just wondering like what are your thoughts um and she was like I don't think the state of New Jersey cares about my naked body yellow so I guess she's still in custody ballots for her kids which is really sad because she has like a bunch of kids and I think she said that ex-husband used to like rape her so horrible (laughs) horrible way to end this show Megan you really know how to do it you have you've outdone yourself O'Donnell Actually, wait, I'll end it on a more fun note. I will say this year's People's Choice Award nominations have come in and we've gotten a couple Bravo noms. Best reality show goes to Below Deck Med, Real Housewives of Atlanta, or Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Shocked Vanderpump Rules didn't get in there and Shocked Roni also didn't get in there. Bummer, but I do hope Below Deck Med wins because they had an amazing season. They consistently do and love the show hate Rob, but I think we're going to be getting to that next week. Stay tuned. Best reality star, we've got Lisa Renna, Candy Burris, and Portia Williams. All for Portia winning this. Renna, Renna, chicken dinner. Uh, I don't know why she would be there. Not someone whose name I would write on a ballot, but okay. Candy's obviously an amazing reality star. Actually, you know what? She probably should win because she won the Masked Singer. She's on the Real Housewives of Atlanta, like the richest person on there and like actually like does a lot of other shit so maybe candy could win too i get it top chef was nominated for competition show top chef always is good for them and watch what happens live was nominated for nighttime talk show and i believe they're back in the studio which is also good because their at home episodes were definitely a little bit wonky you lose a little bit of that charm of watch what happens live when the people aren't in person and in the clubhouse and drinking with the studio audience and the bartender. So hopefully things stay kind of stable in New York in terms of like COVID numbers and percentages and that they're able to maybe even get like a couple people socially distanced in the audience just so that it can kind of mimic the olden days. 
On that note, thank you so much for listening to episode 129 of Bravo Happy Hour. Thank you for listening. If you guys like the show, go to Apple Podcasts and leave a great review. I haven't looked in a couple of weeks because I'm terrified of pieces of shit writing mean things. So go and do that. Leave a nice review. That'll be super appreciated. And then what else? What else? I have some fun merch. Go look at that on my website. And if you haven't seen my website, go to bravohappyhour.com. There's nothing to like really do there, but it's so nice. My assistant, Anna, helps me with all of that, all my social media. She is an angel. So yeah, check that out. And thanks for listening. I've been really busy with shit lately in my life. So apologies for like some of the delays in episodes, but I'm still cranking things out. I'm just unfortunately not doing them on time, but better late than never. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you for listening and stay tuned for next week. I have an amazing bonus episode coming out on Tuesday, which I have to edit. Note to self, add that to my to-do list. And then next week's news episode will be out on Friday again, if I can get my ass to do my work on time. (laughs) All right. Thanks for listening and hit me up in the DMs. If you want to say hi, whatever I'm around and always responsive. All righty. Have a great week. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.